0: Hello, my honeys. Welcome to this bonus episode of She Thrives Radio. How are we doing? (laughs) How are we doing? If you are a regular listener to the show, you may have noticed that I haven't been dropping new episodes the last couple weeks. And it's no surprise as to why. It's no secret as to why. We are in the middle of a really important time in our country's history, in our lives, this revolution, huge movement right now. And I hope that you have been spending the last couple of weeks, if not longer, but at least the last couple of weeks, listening, learning, turning inward, having conversations, talking about what's going on, which I have been doing myself. And again, I really hope that you have also been doing. so. This episode may not be terribly long, but I wanted to come in here and just have a conversation with you guys about some of this business because I think it's so, so important. So first and foremost, what I really want to make clear is when it comes to racial justice, equality, the Black Lives Matter movement, and all the different ways that this, you know, manifests in our in our system and all of this, I am not the voice who you should be listening to on this topic, right? This is not my space to lead in. So what I'm going to do today and in a much more ongoing long-term fashion is continue to point you guys in the direction of people who I really would like you to be learning from, right? These are experts. These are teachers. And most importantly, these are humans who have the lived experience that is so crucial to this entire conversation, right? So I really want to point that out. I'm not here to lead you on this, but I am here to point you in the direction that I encourage you to go if you aren't, if you still aren't sure where that is. So I'm sure that you kind of have a sense of that, but if for whatever reason you still don't, I have a couple things included in the show notes today, a couple links for you to um, go to that I will touch on at the end here, but I wanted to cover that first, right? So the next thing that I wanted to touch on quickly is my commitment uh, not only to myself, but to you, right? So my personal commitment and my more, I guess, like pro- like professional commitment, I suppose, with this platform that I have, this podcast, um, the privilege that I have in having your ear, among other things. So no matter how long you've been doing, like, well, any kind of work, really, Um, But in particular, the really, really deeply rooted, embedded, systematic, structural kind of shit that this conversation is about, right? Racism and anti-racism and the way that this presents across the board, across all sorts of institutions and all sorts of places. I want us to know that the work is never done. And so I have a personal commitment here to keep up my work in this area. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have most certainly not always gotten it right. And I can see with striking clarity from this vantage point as I've continued on this path that um, the places that I was doing more harm than good. So I just want to share with you my personal commitment to do better. Just simply put, to do better. Because, well, lives depend on it. Black lives depend on it. I want you to take on that same responsibility, okay? That is my ask of you. Again, having the privilege of having your ear right now, I really want you to be showing up for that as well. And here's an important piece, which I'm gonna get into in a, a little bit uh, deeper in a second here, you're not always gonna get it right. Like I just said, I definitely have made mistakes, and I definitely still am, but I am committed to the process, and I ask that you are too. As far as a more professional commitment, I suppose, like with this podcast and my, you know, my She Thrives, I am also committed to doing better in a variety of ways. So first and foremost, at bringing in voices and stories and perspectives that really need to be heard now more than ever. I mean, always, but definitely now. So I am committed to that. So I wanted to share that. I'm still working out how I can integrate some financial support and some other sort of back-end systems here with my business and um, continuing to give to foundations and causes that I think are super, super valuable here, like the Loveland Foundation, among others, Therapy for Black Girls, things that I just, companies and organizations that I think are so, so important. So I'm working through that right now. Again, this is a long-term thing. But I just want you to know that the commitment is here and I am ready and I'm willing and I really, really ask that you are too. The last couple of weeks, one of the courses that I took was uh, Chrissy King, who you I'm sure remember from the show. She's been on a couple times now uh, in her own episode, then in the hundredth uh 100th episode, Spectacular. And then, of course, I did her replay from a couple of years ago last week. So she's been around the podcast for a minute. Uh, she teaches on this stuff explicitly, which is why I re-ran that episode. Um, but I took a program or a, a seminar that she offered, and she said something on there that I, I really want to um, share with you. And I'm sure I'm butchering this terribly, so please, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chrissy. But it was something to the effect of the best way to ensure that you never grow is by believing that you have no work to do here. I mean, really let that sink in for a second. Believing that you don't have any work to do here is like the absolute quickest, most secure way to guarantee that nothing ever improves. Okay, so I want you to think about that. Um, and if you have noticed that there is a lot of defensiveness arising within you, I want you to kind of remember that, right? If you are thinking that you've got nothing to do here, this isn't about you, you're not racist. This is my invitation, care of Chrissy's words, to get curious and change a little bit of your language, okay? So it's not, it's not if you do or do not engage with, really extreme outward acts of racism it's how you participate um, in a much broader system okay So I'm gonna leave that there. I just think that's an important consideration and this is gonna be a segue into another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about just really briefly here because like I said, I'm not here to educate you on anti-racism. There's a lot of places that I want you to go to do that work, but I also understand that my role and like leveraging my skill set here and helping you sort of manage your inner space a little bit as you move through this because here's the truth team, particularly to my white audience, there's a lot in here that is going to be very deeply uncomfortable. And I really want to make sure that when we're getting into these shadows and this uncomfortable space within ourselves and having uncomfortable conversations out there in the world and all this kind of shit, that we are moving from a place of responsibility, of utility, and of the mindset of growth, right? Versus staying stuck staying in shame, staying paralyzed by perfection or overwhelm, or any of these places that can keep us from what needs to be done. Okay. So there's a few things here that I just wanted to touch on Then we're going to wrap this up. Um, and I'm going to send you on your way to go, um, check out a couple of resources that I have here for you. But I want you to understand the difference between shame and responsibility. All of this is really for mainly for my white audience, but this one in particular, I want you to notice the responsibility that you have here. And I want you to see how that differs from shame. Okay. Shame is a place that will keep you stuck in inaction. It is a tail chasing. It is a looping pattern that has zero mobility within it. Like you can't take action when you are in shame. You just can't, it doesn't work that way. Shame becomes so inward focused, right? It becomes so self-involved, right? I shouldn't have done this, I should know better, I should be further along, I messed that up, right? It becomes so um, just looping in with zero utility right? It has no utility to it and there's no mobility in that space. So instead of staying in a shame cycle, I really am asking you guys to step into responsibility and responsibility differs from shame in a couple really key ways. And I think the first thing is acceptance. Okay. You are where you are for better or worse. You're here right now. So let's not dwell in where we should have been, right? Definitely. Please, if there's been wrongs that need corrected, please go do that to be clear. But I'm just saying, like, if we're stuck in where we should be and what we're not doing and all that kind of shit, again, we're just looping. I want you to, I want you to stand up and I want you to be like, this is where I am right now. What's next, right? From this space, where's my next step? That's action, right? That is an empowered place to move from. And I want you more in a responsibility role than a shame role, okay? I also think it's important to understand the difference, guys, between overwhelm and action. Okay. Again, overwhelm is a looping, right? It's a dog chasing its tail. And for most of us, it's paralyzing. Okay. I know that there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of stuff coming at you. Some of it maybe even seems contradictory, right? I see that. I understand that. I don't want that to be something that keeps you from any of this work. Okay. I can tell you that overwhelm tends to come through thinking that like, you need to do this all right now. Like, how do I figure this all out right now? I'm gonna tell you right now, like I said before, you will not, this never ends. This is ongoing. I want you thinking about this in the long term way. So this is not about as doing as much as you can right now, this week, today, this minute, this month, this is thinking about what a lifetime commitment to this would look like. Okay. So it's not about doing it all right now. It's about integrating this in a very sustainable fashion. So what would that look like? Think about that. Another huge pitfall that I know people are falling into right now is this idea of perfectionism. Like I have to do this perfectly. Like I'm, I'm scared to mess up. I need you to be willing to fail. I need you to be willing to mess up and I am here Tell you that I'm right along with you, team, okay? (laughs) There's no way that I'm doing any of this perfectly and I'm not trying for perfect. I'm trying to learn. And learning by, like, begets trying. And trying begets failure. I don't think I'm using the word begets right. But you kind of understand what I'm saying, right? They're connected. Also worth pointing out that this perfection idea, again, is very self-focused. It's what everybody else is gonna think of you. And I need you to put that aside for a moment. Forever, maybe. I want you to be more committed to this movement than you are to pretending that you're perfect at it. Okay, do you see again how one is really internally like perception focused and one is just like a commitment to the actual cause and like collective evolution? Another pitfall that I think is common with this is getting stuck in the consuming loop. Versus actually integrating this information into your brain, your heart, your lives, conversations, your workplace, all the places that we can show up with this. Getting stuck in a consuming thing where we're just reading and learning. Listen, reading and learning is good. But just like anything else, team, if all we're doing is just overloading our brain with information without giving space for this to settle and integrate and actually apply it, we're missing the whole point. (laughs) We're missing the whole point. Okay. So remember, this is the long game. So if you're trying to consume, 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 understand that in some ways that is not actually being that's that again is has no utility, right? Like there's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to consuming. Remember the other part of that, which is the implementing, the integration, the applying, because that is the purpose of the learning. So some of this comes about with downtime, right? like like just giving yourself space to let this stuff settle in and kind of really like absorb into your system, like understand it really thoroughly. Um, and some of it comes through action. It's kind of a mix of both. It's kind of a mix of all of these things, but I want to make sure you're just not getting stuck in the one lane of consuming all the time, okay? And the last thing I have on this list for you guys are just kind of things to watch out for, like a split that I want you to be paying attention to here as you do this work for yourself. Um, is the defensiveness thing, right? Like I was touching on before. If you believe you really have nothing to do here, no work to do here, you're again missing the entire point of the conversation. So especially in particular to my white audience and listeners, this is our work, to be clear. This is all our work. This is nobody else's work but ours. So be willing to learn. Be willing to be wrong. Be willing to fuck up a little bit here this requires setting an ego aside okay guys I just can't stress enough it is so easy to sit and point a finger out there and be like it's just the culture whether we're talking about diet culture whether we're talking about the patriarchy whether we're talking about uh systemic racism like I think or It's just, right, it's so easy to sit and just go, well, it's kind of all out there. And point a finger outward. I really want to invite you to turn that finger on yourself and ask how, not if, how this exists within me, okay? We blame culture, we are culture. It's time, I mean, it's been time, but it is time to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I'm just going to leave it there, team. I do not know who to credit with this because it's been all over the internet. This is not mine, but I just want to put this in here. Understand that it is a privilege to learn about this instead of live it. To wrap up this show today, I'm going to point you in a couple directions of things that I think are really important, places that I would love for you to explore, people who are leading and teaching this conversation, who I want you to be listening to and following and just... Um, And paying, that too, supporting in whatever capacity you have available to you. If that is financial, please do that. So first and foremost, Lisa Renee Hall is an anti-bias facilitator who helps highly sensitive people explore biases. She has a page on her blog that I'm going to link in the show notes that I really encourage you to take yourself through. It is called Nine Reflective Writing Prompts to Explore White Fragility, Spiritual Bypassing, and White Privilege. This is a free set of journal prompts that she's providing, and I really encourage you to take yourself through this team, and again, if you have the ability to support her financially, there are links on her website to her Patreon and ways to do that, so I encourage you to do so. A book that I picked up that I highly encourage you guys here to pick up as well is called Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. This is a book that I think is particularly relevant for a lot of listeners to this show, okay? So in this book, I'm reading from a little blurb here from the back of the book here. It says that Fearing the Black Body argues convincingly that fat phobia isn't about health at all, but rather a means of using the body to validate race, class, and gender prejudice. The author argues the contemporary ideal of slenderness is at its very core racialized and racist team. This is worth learning about. Highly recommend picking up this book. Again, it is called Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Phobia by Sabrina Strings. Highly recommend. And the third resource that I wanted to offer you today is a daily email that is provided by Nicole Cardoza. You can look her up on the gram if you'd like, at Nicole Cardoza and she is a mindfulness teacher uncompromising for our collective well-being as she says here so what she has done is created an anti-racism daily email which i can't even imagine the amount of work that is to put together for a daily daily email, but she has done it, and I recommend subscribing to it. And furthermore, I recommend compensating her for, again, that extraordinary amount of work that goes into this. So inside this email that she sends you each day, there's sort of a, a, a bit of history. There's also a bit of, uh, there's resources, places to continue your education on this particular topic that she's offering to you. And there's also a little segment about how and where you can go about taking action on that particular thing. It's really beautifully done, and if you're looking to continue to include this in part of a very ongoing, make it part of your daily life, right, long term, this is an awesome way to do it. So those three resources I highly recommend getting into, Um, and I'm also going to include a link to the Loveland Foundation in the show notes, and this is a foundation that is set up by Rachel Cargill, who I'm sure most of you guys are following by now if you weren't following already. Um, that provides therapy to Black women and girls. So, if you're here listening to this show, you obviously value um, your mental health, your internal state, your holistic well-being. It is so important that we are doing everything that we can to offer that same thing to the, to those who need it most. Okay, so I'm going to include that in the links as well. So, I encourage you to go explore, sign up, pay for support and learn from these humans who are really offering some amazing services um, and education and are leading the way in this really important movement. I'm gonna gonna leave it there, team. So for now, lean in, show up, listen. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Put your ego aside. Make sure you're not staying stuck in these loops that are getting you nowhere, and make sure you're up-leveling into empowered action instead of disempowered looping where you're prioritizing your internal experience over the cause and this important movement. And you can expect a lot more conversation around this here on the show again. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, and friends, Black Lives Matter.